Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. News team, assemble! And bigger than ever, it's the unofficial 40 from Soonerscoop.com. Now, here's the entire Soonerscoop crew, Carrie, Josh, Eddie, and Bob. All right, we are back. It is the unofficial 40 podcast from Soonerscoop.com, and the gang is all here. And uh, I'm a little fired up today because uh, we have everything in working order uh, Josh, let everyone hear your velvety tones as you are now plugged back in uh, like a normal person, like like you you should be from since we moved the office. I feel like I'm back in the Matrix. I'm kind of excited about it. You know, this this is me. I, I'm the machines are running me again, so I'm pretty excited about this. So yeah, we are uh, actually doing a little. Uh, this is big news. Uh, Ryan is in the control room. We're doing a little bit of a test run for him. Uh, we don't have it all hooked up correctly. We have cameras in front of us. Uh, Eddie is... They're somewhat here. They're somewhat here. It's all, it's all starting to come together. It's a little messy. Uh, it will it's be right. less messy. We got cords. I've got, I forgot I just left a big duffel bag sitting in front of Bob. You can take, put that on the floor if you want, Bob. Uh, so we're here uh, in the office. We got Josh uh, back in Studio B, uh, rightly where he should be. Well, where where he usually is, not where he should. He should be here in studio with us, but that's another conversation for another day. <laughs> uh, the schools aren't good enough for his kids, unfortunately, in Oklahoma. So get it together, Oklahoma public schools. I'm gonna tell you, uh, I can't afford private. With this governor, I'm telling you that. Uh, so uh, here we are. We got uh, media day coming up next week. We believe if they ever officially haven't been know. officially announced yet. I think Nothing that's officially correct. Well, announced. I was talking about it this morning, like it was officially announced. Okay, <laughs> it's gonna be it Tuesday be morning, guys. It better Tuesday be next morning. Tuesday morning. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's my faux pas for not having phone on vibrate. Um, so yeah, I mean, all kinds of stuff going on. Uh, there's the Friday night lights coming up. Texas Toll Authority wants me to pay my bill. Uh, and uh, no, under lights is tonight, or under the lights is tonight. Yeah, Friday. It's not Friday night lights. No, it's, just under it's the kind lights. of a Friday night lights thing, but it's on a Wednesday. <laughs> Should I go out there with my guitar and just play like, like you know, kind of like uh, explosions in the sky? Explosions thing? in the sky. That's that was my introduction to explosions in the sky. I, it was most people's. Yeah, that was it's phenomenal. Unless you were like a big uh, ACL Austin City Limits guy, then you saw him. When they were before they were real famous, but anyway, music nerd moment. Sorry. Uh, anyway, um, I don't know where you guys want to start today. I mean, it's we're kind of all over the place. We're waiting. We're we're in that ready to pounce mode uh, where we're trying to get things together. Uh, Ryan's trying to figure out what's he going to do. Uh, you know, when media day gets here, practices start. We don't even know what the schedule will be like. How much we'll get to see? If it'll be kind of like the spring. Uh, will we get you know forty minutes here or there? Well, Brent, I've like, been told that's kind of the case. Stuff. I think I think once a week we're going to be allowed in. I think is kind of the uh, and it will be preliminary like, plan. And I believe 
I don't know. I don't think they stick to the morning anymore. I think that was just that was link. That was sorry, Tebow's thing last. They spring. will until they school will until starts. school starts. Yeah, yeah. school I mean, starts. They're okay. back in the yeah, afternoon. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so school. Yeah, when school starts, all that stuff. Practice during the season officially though will be at night. It'll be during the right day, or after late afternoon. Because what happened was they made all their class schedules to keep doing morning with that's the right. old coach, and mm-hmm. they couldn't change anything. So that's why they that's why they were doing morning spring practices. But yeah, it'll. Go back to afternoon stuff uh, here when the when the when classes start. So, I mean, you know, here we are. It's it's kind of the same old storylines, other than uh, it seems like NFL quarterbacks have kept us pretty busy with uh, just things to talk about lately. But uh, the Dylan Gabriel, I mean, you know, era is getting ready to start. Uh, well, it's watch list season. I mean, my <laughs> God, Michael season. Michael Turk on the Ray Guy Award watch list today. That actually makes sense, though, compared to some, some of these. Let's songs. be honest. Who gives a shit? I, Marvin Mims was released on the the Bedneric or the Bedneric the uh, Blitnik. That, that, that would that would be interesting. That would be interesting. No, he was not on the Bedneric, uh, the Blitnikov. And I, I mean, outside of that, I mean, yeah, you just wait for for Liz. I mean, no, it's the, it's the final week before the storm is here. I mean, I, I I think it's okay to just flat out say there's not a whole, whole lot going on. You wrap up. Work with out the team, the yeah, yeah, like well, there's not a whole lot going on anyway. Well, recruiting, I mean, it's who gives a shit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry, Josh. I'm just kidding. Wow. Just well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and get out of here. <laughs> there is a lot. I wish we could go cover the thing tonight. I understand mm. that it's gonna be closed. I mean, it it sucks. It is what it is. But hopefully, that's something that we can go to in the future. That that's my feeling. Is this was just kind of a like they're trying to figure out all the. Little intricacies, because I don't think this is going to be a typical camp. Now, I don't claim to know exactly what that means, but I've been told a couple of times this is going to be a little unique in its presentation, Mm -hmm. I think is the way I would word it. So uh, I think they're trying to figure out what works, what doesn't work, but I I definitely think going forward this is something they want to continue to do, and eventually, you know, obviously they're going to want the Sooner Scoop monster in there with all of our cameras and – you know, social media attention. That, that's never a bad thing. And I, I, I heard they wanted to be as all day as possible. It's, we saw the uh, Corian Moore's already shown up, and it's not. Yep. It's, it's just noon, but I, they want to make it not just a camp that happens at night. It's supposed to be a bunch of stuff that leads up to the camp. So whenever you can show up, show up. Yeah, I, I haven't been told this specifically, but I, I think a lot of these guys, they want to have a chance for them to sit and talk with Brent for a little bit. Cause these, I mean, they're, you know, you look over that list. It's a awesome camp list for one day. There's a lot of dudes coming in and from all over the, that, you know, I probably, and I, I don't know if Eddie gets as wound up at this as I do, but when a guy comes in from out of state, I'm like, that's a guy I don't have to travel to go see. Like I, I could, he's going to be in Norman and I can go get video and we'll have B roll and pictures and all the shit we need to do to run the site. And I'm like, crap now i've got to go to the atlanta rivals camp or the charlotte rivals camp or whatever it may be so that is that's interesting but i i really you know and i i talked about it a little bit in woke i think there's going to be at least five or six offers come out of this camp tonight do you think that brent venables will raise the stakes and offer to buy people's babies while jim harbaugh is just offering to take them uh, you know, I mean, we know it, it's it's a game of one-upsmanship. I don't know what he's waiting for, really. I mean, now that the dot, you know, we know what the... I bet Lane Kiffin will be the first person to buy somebody's baby. Who would be the first coach to give an abortion on the sidelines? Okay. 
Wow. Um, I, I don't know, Kerry. My guess would be Brian uh, Kelly. He's already killed somebody. I think Lane Kiffin's only buying boys based on his video from his daughter's shopping spree recently, which is a feeling that only fathers of girls can truly relate to the terror to come. He's a millionaire, though. I he mean, was, it's a little endearing I, I because know. he does he, he is frugal, even though he's a millionaire. That's he, how you stay a millionaire. Yeah. He was yep. the subject of uh, all those TikToks, wasn't he, from uh, Mykonos or wherever the hell they went? Yeah, he was... He was there, I think he, because that was a big thing during the whole Jackson Dart thing. I kept hearing he was somewhere in like the Caribbean or something, just on a boat for like two weeks while a lot of that was going on. He was. I know the guy whose boat he was on. I told you guys about that. That's right. Guy That's right. Palmer. Yeah. We've, Eddie and I have had dinner with him before. And then he left early. 100%. He left early and didn't pay enough. Well, that oh, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't pay anything, so I can't. I can't really pull punches. I didn't feel I mean, like you should Palmer have to spend four hundred bucks on dinner. Yeah, that's probably during a stage of life where I would have had to start turning tricks. <laughs> well, it just would have cut down on your sugar strips. That's true. You too. make that sound hypothetical, Eddie, but you know we all know the reality. I've got out of that game after the AIDS scare. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell Eddie's like he's just been waiting for this pod for a while. He's he's just locked and loaded. No, I mean I, just, I, it, it, I've reached a point of like no return on like just is it the cameras? I mean, no. we're, not, we're not putting this anywhere. This is just a test run. No, I wouldn't have my hat on backwards if I knew that. It it's just one of those things. It's like I've I've reached a point of no return of like I'm sick of talking about it. Sick of talking about football that hasn't happened yet and we yeah. won't even have it on tuesday when we go there practice starts next oh, thursday I'll, I'll kill some, <laughs> i'll kill somebody when i we go to local media day and the same thing is asked that was asked down in victual media days what changed in these two weeks lazy to get down there what do you think See, of nil i'll, I'll, I'll the, snap on somebody sole mission <laughs> here's the gap between eddie and i i've had to spend the last month and a half talking nothing but recruiting either talking ou fans off the ledge or trying to get them to realize that this is probably not going to be the number one overall class in the country like there's a middle ground somewhere between those two thoughts now like i'm like yeah we can just start talking some actual football and like we get to talk about like what the running back room is going to look like and eddie's been doing that for you know three months so it's just, you know. I mean, you turn on the TV today and I was telling Carrie before we started this, it's like you turn on the TV today and you have people on ESPN debating if Kyler Murray made a mistake signing a $260 million contract. What, 30. what are we doing? Embracing debate. We should what, kill what? ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not like, I don't even know. I think all those shows are horrific, but. That's, I mean, I think we all understand that's not even debate. Like, that's just, you're just dumb. You're just trying to create something in what I think we would all agree is the slowest month of the year in sports. No, no, no doubt. But yeah. it also means that we're at the very end of this. You can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm -hmm. And football does start a week from uh, tomorrow. So, I mean, technically, it does begin. And I think that it will soon uh, fill the void that we're all kind of longing for. Guys, I, I'm getting excited. I'm working on my uh, my game schedule for this year, where I'm going to be. It's time for Josh to start spending some of those Sooner Scoop dollars. I'm ready. I stand ready to do this. Well, and it has also been really good on you the You act like trail. you never spend money, by the way. Hey, I, I'm just saying the, the world Who has just seen... his laptop? I didn't break 
No, 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 you don't no. Know who broke it? That's the that's the problem I have. <laughs> I know it's broken and booty. Of a destroyed laptop, and I said, "What happened?" And your answer was, "I don't know." Are you four? I, I close it and I open it. If that's breaking it, then it then it is exactly what I thought it was, and I never should have bought it. So. It's no okay problem. to say it. My dog grabbed it, ran off with it, and then threw it outside. You're I mean, not my dad. I don't care to tell you. I'll tell you that if that's what happened. Nothing happened. <laughs> it sits on my damn desk. Man, this is a very touchy subject Ooh, for John. I am I upset. So. Are you mad at no. me or yourself? <laughs> well, I'm frankly myself because I'm. I I would love to know what happened to this thing. If if one of my children did something. They are pulling off the best game of their life because neither one of them can lie for shit. And I, I've asked, I'm like, did, did you knock this off? Did you see something happen? And they're like, no, like we can't, we're, they know they're not supposed to touch it. That only time you ever see it, they get in trouble because Layla invariably sends out a tweet. It's just some gibberish, a bunch of letters getting pushed and then she somehow manages to hit tweet. It's cryptic. So, by the way, yes. I, wanna, I think we need to have an intervention here too. You are not a power user. Like, you do not need, like, you need to have, like, a Chromebook. Like, what do you need a laptop for other than writing stories? Um, I honestly, I think it's. You do I mean, edit I, photos, I, so. Yeah, I, I, and I like, and I'll have 150 photos open in my editor. But like, you I always want to get, like, the super duper laptop that's oh, like, even better than Eddie's. Oh, that you don't like, need it for. The, you're. That is valid. Like that is one hundred percent valid. I am. Just I am one of those people. Faster is what I. Oh God! I mean, you can't realize the resolution. It's. I mean, Pornhub has it. There's a special window that you get just for the. um, Josh is actually running a deep fake uh, mm -hmm. scam. You know, from his laptop in his house. Uh, I mean, again, uh, this isn't the area to discuss how it was broken. I mean, now if we're really going to get down to the nitty gritty, but you know. Whatever. Things happen. You and Tiff doing some home movies? Kicked <laughs> oh, it off the nightstand? <laughs> Josh is going to come up here one day and just beat the shit out of you. <laughs> <laughs> I think oh, that could be the first Scoop HD feature. <laughs> Would we put that on the monetary YouTube or just the regular YouTube? I was wondering. I'm more afraid of Tiffany than I am of Josh. I think I would be too. That's a fair point. She saved somebody's life this week. Oh, we got to talk about this. Yes, we do. She did indeed. Um, Now, I am going to be a little bit careful because these situations are a little bit weird as far as legality. Um, HIPAA violation. Yeah, there's stuff in there that's careful. What I can say is we were at the... We were on vacation last week, and a lady was having very serious respiratory problems, and it was it was found out by some of the staff there, and we literally just happened. I mean, we weren't near um, the area where we, we had been sitting. We, we were at a different kind of part of the park, and we just happened to be standing there because she was about to go do something else, and I was taking the girls on a water slide or something. And we were meeting to exchange. I think one of the girls needed goggles, if I remember right. And we see the the waiter um, kind of notice, oh, oh, something's wrong here. And t- like Tiffany see, I did, Tiffany's got her back to it. She sees my face, turns around, and I'm not kidding you, like didn't, waste a second didn't say like 
stay right here or I'll be right back. Like she just basically jumps over one of those chairs and runs over. And I can tell almost immediately from her tone, like, oh, this is real bad. Cause I can't see the person really. They kind of had their head under a hat and it was, they were kind of at just a weird angle. And my, like, and I'm watching her for a second cause I'm like, is this going to be like, is she going to be back in a second or is this really something? Well, and the whole time I'm sitting there, Lainey and Layla are literally at my feet. And they're taking it all in. And finally, about 15 seconds, and I'm like, got to move the children. So we, we kind of go off to a separate section. And, I mean, they're like, what was going on, Daddy? Why was Mommy, you know, ma- Mama's, um, you know, helping with life-saving measures is, is, the like I said, the best way I can say that. Um, and, it, you know, and, she, you know, after it's over, she's kind of, you know, worried, like, oh, did I, you know, should I have gotten involved there? And I'm like, it's a bunch of 19-year-old lifeguards. Like, yeah, you were easily that lady's best chance. And finally, she stayed until um, the paramedics showed up. And, of course, they, you know, they had her on a uh, on a stretcher. And the whole, like, it was, I, I, I mean, I couldn't say if that woman survived or not. Like, but I know she wouldn't have if immediate action wasn't taken. Like, it, it was, it was scary. And then so she trying didn't actually, to, she, you don't, go ahead. Like, she wasn't actually revived when you're, when, by the time the she, paramedics got there. No, she was, um, well, I don't know any other way to say it than to say it. She, she was vomiting. Like she, they, like she was alive. She had a lot, you know, oh, she was, you. but you can't, you know, you can't do mouth to mouth with someone sure. who's, you know, like, I mean, I don't but even mean that from a gross factor. There, they're, they they're, had the, they had the, exactly. And, you know, and, and the, the place we were staying, they had a, um, they, uh, an ambi bag and they were pumping her with oxygen in between, you know, but you just can't do that because, you know, their, their, uh, air passage is just full of, you know, vomit. There's no other way Ugh. to say it. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's gross, but it just is what it is. So, um, I, like I said, lady probably, I mean, you know, who knows how it turned out, um, but that was, it was like, oh, okay, that's real damn serious. And then um, having to explain it to the girls who, of course, have a million questions. My my four-year-old, Layla, she's just kind of like, is she dead? And I'm like, I, I don't know, baby. Oh. And then Lainey's like, she's eight. She's got a lot more understanding of what she's seeing. And she's like, Daddy, why was Mommy... You know, why did she move her head like that? And I'm like, well, baby, because she was choking. You know, like it just, you can't, you don't realize how much they see and process until you're in something like that. And it's just like, holy shit. So it was, I, I mean, and it was our last day there. Like literally, it was Tiffany's last minutes in the park. Like we were, it was our last day there. She was about to go over to, um, uh, actually she was going to get like a massage or something. She She was leaving the water park area. And, um, so it, it was just luck of the draw that she was there because like I said, I, I realize those lifeguards know basic life saving, you know, maneuvers and stuff, but it, you know, they don't know anything to the stuff she knows. So it, it was kind of, it was just wild. And, you know, I rarely get to see her kind of doing her thing and in her moment and she's telling people what to do and where to be. So it was, it was kind of interesting. Do you get like, the hotel like comp you or they should the hotel should like comp you if you help save someone's life. <laughs> so okay, here is a little bit of comedic relief. So early in the I week, thought the whole um, thing was comedy. Oh god. Um. So 
Early in the week, there was um, one of the people with us had filed a complaint with the hotel because there was something that was not up to the standard they wanted it to be. So this and is a they had, trip. They had no, no, Lainey no, or no. Layla? <laughs> yes, Layla sending angry. It wasn't emails. up to her uh, um, up to snuff. And so we, they, this person ends up emailing back and forth with um, the the site's manager. And then as Tiffany's handing it off to the paramedics, there kind of has to be like a chain of uh, command, for lack of a better way to say it. So they have to know who was this person that was helping. So they have to get Tiffany's information and know who she is. And, of course, the on-site, you know, people want to know as well. Well, the guy starts taking down Tiffany's name, and she's like, oh, you're the, I've been talking to your, well, let's just put it this way. I've been talking to your mother the whole time and it's your little girl's birthday, right? And she's like, yep, that's me. And so like this guy that's been fielding complaints from us all, well, not, it was one complaint that kind of carried on through the course of the week. Um, like I guess the conversation carried on. It was, it was really great outside of one moment. Um, but. He's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, great, great. We're going to get sued on this deal. He's going to be like, you should have never been there. But so so far, we've received no legal documentation, so I think we're going to be okay. But, yeah, so the guy that we had, you know, really probably pissed off for the better part of 48 hours was like, oh, cool. Yeah, it's you. You guys are in the middle of every bad thing happening in my life right now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess while everybody was saving lives, there was continued good news on the Oklahoma recruiting trail. And before Ooh, we get to segue. that, let's talk about life-saving uh, some more, uh, or life-changing, that is. That's primeshrimp.com, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, no, I mean, go check them out. They've got uh, the code for 30% off still going. Uh, and uh, we've all, well, Bob, uh, Bob uh, Josh and I have had it. Bob, I don't think he can eat shrimp. I, I don't know the things you can eat. Hot dogs is about all I know that you can eat. I think I, 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 I would try it. I'd You've love, never had shrimp? I've had shrimp. Like popcorn shrimp at like Long John? I've had popcorn shrimp. I love grilled grilled shrimp. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Nothing wrong with that. So anyway, uh, no, Josh and I have both had it. It's, it's really easy. Just go to primeshrimp.com. It's P-R-I-M-E shrimp.com. Pick out whatever flavor you want or, or grab all four. Uh, you'll get 30% off your order. Uh, just by using the promo code uh, Scoop or Sooner Scoop, and uh, it's it's good stuff, man. You get the uh, the uh, French Quarter Alfredo, you can get their signature, you can get the Louisiana Shrimp Boil, uh, and it's I mean it's fantastic. Um, can't speak. It's only less than ten minutes, uh, and like Josh has said before, like you're home by yourself, the wife and the kids are gone. Really easy meal, really easy meal uh, to put together. So. Um, yeah, no mess. Really easy. Make some like linguine with it, maybe, and go with the uh, the garlic and herb butter. Uh, but sooner scoop. Use that code. You get thirty percent off your first uh, purchase, uh, and you can load up, put it in the freezer. You're good to go. PrimeShrimp.com. Go check them out. All right. Uh, on the recruiting front, uh, by the way, Bob, you've got some uh, basketball available. I do. Today. I've been asking and asking and asking. It's here in the next hour. Porter Moser for twenty minutes. They get ready for their. European trip. They'll leave August 2nd through the 12th, Barcelona and Paris, with three exhibition games sprinkled in between there. I'm sorry we didn't send you. (laughs) 
Well, we don't know that yet. He could still go. That's right. You just don't know. I might just be gone for the first two weeks of football because I'm, I'm in Europe. I think I would probably <laughs> want to know that, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we'll we'll get 20 minutes from Moser, a lot of questions to sort of answer. Grant Sherfield, Joe Bam, uh, Joe Bam, uh, Bamisil waiver stuff. We obviously heard last week that Sherfield right. did. Let's hear Moser confirm it, and we'll go on from, from there. I want to ask about Ryan Humphrey, the connection there, how that all came together. So, yeah. Surely this, like, surely this is going to be like the best mood you've seen him in since the end of the season. Like NIL was just such a kick in the face for him. Uh, or, or just transfer portal, really. Yeah, More just anything. I mean, thinking you've got guys, and then at the last second, they'll switch it all up on you. So we're at that point because they only have 12 scholarship guys. They were going to have 13 very easily, but things just kept changing at the uh, last minute. So, yeah, you, you're going to feel comfortable with your roster. You just went through an entire summer of live evaluation period. They made a bunch of offers, made headway with a lot of 2023, 2024 kids, and now you're getting ready for the trip. I would agree. If Porter's not happy and content today, it's just never going to happen. <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, I would be worried that he'd leave if he's, like, where, how he was, like, at some of the caravan stops. Mm-hmm. Like, Very combative, yeah, yeah, for sure. So... Uh, all right, Josh, you survived. That's all the basketball we're going to talk. Uh, we'll have more to talk about next week when we find out all this stuff about waivers and transfers and all that. Uh, so, Eddie, I know you were going to bring up recruiting before I stopped you. No, I mean, it, just, it was continued good news over the weekend. Uh, you know, I, it was something that we had talked about and kind of almost like previewed, didn't we, last week? Wagner? On uh, Friday. Yeah, Josiah yeah. Wagner. But, I mean, just to finally get it out there. It's kind of crazy to say that this class has two guys from Washington now. Uh, it's it's unbelievable, and especially you know I, I thought well okay I've I've done this twenty or so years and they they've never landed a guy from Washington in my time. The history of Oklahoma football as far back and I and I use I want to give credit I use Sooner stats for this breakdown and, and what I did for bringing back kind of the fun facts on Crimson Corner. They've had three players in the program's history from the state of Washington. They currently have two committed. That, that's, that's crazy. Like, just to think about the oddity of that. And I mean, and some of it was, you know, like Heath Ozida being a kid that grew up in Oklahoma, like there is some, you know, good fortune in that. But Josiah Wagner is a four star corner from Washington. They just went up and got and beat out basically the entirety of the Pac 12. Um, you know, Oregon, you can argue where where he kind of was in their hierarchy after they picked up a couple of other commitments, but it's a good win for Oklahoma. I, I don't care how you look at it, what you do. Um, he's a guy that makes a tunnel sense. Uh, you know, as a kind of traditional nickelback, I don't know how he's going to fit because that's not always the way Brent has used that position. It's been a little more, you know, kind of as a third linebacker, bit, you know, bigger safety kind of guy. So we'll see what that looks like. But, I mean, he could be used if, if you wanted to go five true DBs and play him that way. But, uh, you know, these, they keep doing good things. Now, obviously, we, we sit and wait for Derek LeBlanc. You mentioned that the, any uh, last 11th hour type of news that making you second guess, you still feel pretty strong that Sooners are going to be a choice come Thursday, uh, Thursday night. You know, I, I talked to his dad um, last week. It, it, it's really funny. We just kind of connected 
while um, you know <laughs> while I was on vacation. But he um, and and he you know he said we've already recorded the video. You know we've done all that. I and it was just so matter of fact about all of it. And you know he he told me it's it's Florida and Oklahoma. I know there had been um, you know obviously. Uh, Derek had mentioned Penn State as well, but you know I think it's been pretty obvious for a while that those were the only two real options in this thing. And I, I've heard nothing that gives me any pause. Like I, I still think it's going to be Oklahoma. Um, and I, the thing, and I, you know, I've gone over his tape a few times, but haven't, um, you know, haven't. I'm kind of anxious to when that time comes. It, you know, assuming it does come, get into that commit breakdown a little bit. And look at his tape because he's an interesting guy, man. Like he's not a, you know, people like what position would he play? I'm like, well, he's not an obvious three tech. He's he's pretty big and lanky for a defensive end, but he's so big in frame. You're like that dude's gonna carry two seventy five, two eighty. And I know everybody says, well, that's what they do. Well, like Clemson, you know, Brent's DNs were two sixty or two sixty five. They weren't that regularly pushing into two hundred eighty pounds or something. So. It's going to be interesting if he's one of those guys that maybe plays, you know, outside for a couple snaps, and then if they get into third and long, he slides in and plays some three tech. Um, the, I, I like him because he brings a lot of flexibility. That he gives them a lot of options up front, and and you also wonder like if maybe, you know, where he starts at in college is somewhat dependent on who else comes in in this class. You have LeBlanc. You feel like that. Might be it unless something happens throughout the course of this this weekend where they got a lot of guys coming in. What would that mean for the month of July? Just try to encapsulate that. Yeah, I mean, we know of two clear decision dates. Uh, Macari Vickers came out this week, the Rivals 100 cornerback from Tallahassee. Uh, he said he's going to announce on August 26th, which is the same day as Converse Judson wide receiver, uh, Rivals 250 guy, Anthony Evans is going to make his announcement. So um, I, right now, I would pick OU for both of those guys. I think Georgia and A&M is, are absolutely in it for um, Evans. I, I, that's going to be a fight, I think, to the end. Um, but I, I still I just like where OU is. I think he's got a really good relationship with that staff. I think his dad has really connected with that group. So there's a lot I like there. And then you throw in with with Macari Vickers, it, it feels like an OU Alabama battle. And I, you know, he's coming up this weekend. I, I just, I think that is incredibly interesting for OU to get him up at that point in time. I, I, I don't know. Like it feels like it indicates something to me. And I, I'm definitely, I want to see once he gets onto campus, kind of weigh some thing out, things out. And, you know, I talked about it woke. Like I don't think a forecast for him to Oklahoma is that far off in my future. You know, I mean, what we're seeing with the the under the light stuff, like, is that just is that almost like necessary the way that Brent recruits? I mean, because you're getting guys on campus, but their seasons are getting ready to start. Um, you know, that they, they can kind of help you close a little bit. In what way? I, 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 I well, like I, I said, I think I, I didn't follow. I mean, nobody's coming on official, right? I mean, these these are no, these, yeah. So, I mean, just like, but, but, you know, his policies being that, you know, you can't commit until you've taken all your visits. Like, mm -hmm. is this just another step, like adding another, you know, day on the calendar closer to the season where you can kind of get that last kind of impression put in before their seasons I, and their camp start and things? 
I think that's exactly what you're looking at because aside from, you know, like guys that are super local, like, I mean, and I'm, I'm not saying him, but I'm just going to use him as an example because it's, it's an easy one. Like by Job, obviously by Job could go to his morning workout at community Christian. And should he want to could go over to OU. Like, I mean, that's, that is a, possible thing in the not too distant future once you know and again the window's going to close for a while then once it opens back up like I, I i realize that this is not a they can do that next week kind of thing um but as time goes on there's just not much that can happen in august there's a lot a lot you know because guys have you know they're gearing up for their own seasons they've got enough going on and the coaches i mean people always act like Oh, you know, the, the coaches got it. Man, they're trying to have their own season. Like they got to get their guys ready. They're getting all their preparation going. And I think it's even more poignant for Oklahoma because this is their first year. I mean, this is the staff's first time together. They've got to figure out, you know, what, how, what, what all the things that maybe we don't think about, you know, we watch what happens on Saturday, but okay, what time are meetings going to start? Okay. What time? Like they've got to lay all that out. Like what, what it's going to be like on game day, what it's and they've got to set time aside to make those schedules and to figure out what it's going to be on a road game to West Virginia. Do we leave on Thursday or Friday? You know, like when do we do all that stuff? So I, I think they've got to assign how they want to work all that out. And that takes up time. So I think you're just going to see a little bit of a lull here. And then, you know, like you said, kind of September, it'll all just get shot back into, you know, into space a little bit where Oklahoma really may be looking at, I don't know, five, six more real top targets that they are zeroed in on over the course of the next, you know, three or four months. Josh, I got a little bit ahead of myself, started going to Vickers and Evans. I want to circle back LeBlanc. His mm-hmm. ranking across the board is <laughs> is there's a lot of sometimes you think it's a group group think and guys start to all be ranked around the same number across the four sites. LeBlanc, uh, he obviously is not that. Is he closer to a five star or is he closer to someone that doesn't deserve inclusion in the two fifty? Oh, he's absolutely a two fifty guy for me. I mean, I know you know, I guess I'm supposed to push the company line and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, and when I agree with it, I certainly do. But to me, you know, I, there was, and I can't remember if it was 24-7 or on three, somebody had him at like number 17 overall in the country. That That's a little rich for my blood. Like, and I like the kid, but I don't, I don't have him there. That That's a little extreme. I, you know, I looking around, I've seen, you know, I think 24-7 has him in the top 70 on three has him somewhere around 150, uh, and, and we've got him outside of the you know the the 250 as a whole. I would, for me, I'm saying probably 75 to 150. I, I think it, you know because you guys know me, I like to live in ranges because it's going to come down to a lot of things. Like oh, I you know I the guy who has the final say likes this about him more than that guy or maybe there's some guys in his area that caught their attention or they didn't have a chance to see him you know live what whatever it could be there's a million reasons that are completely understandable but so i kind of like to live in a range to me he's about a 75 to 150 guy and i'm fine with him being anywhere in there and i i think that's fine now and i know rivals you know people listening will say well josh you you work for rivals why don't you get him pushed up I've never seen Derek LeBlanc in person. I don't really have a leg to stand on because I'm watching the same tape our guys are. And I know some of our guys have seen him in person. So 
I'm hopeful to get to see him this year and I can come back and be like, I like this and this and this. And because I, or maybe I'll feel differently and I'll feel like we've got him right, you know, and that's fine too. But if I feel like he needs to move up, I'll certainly send it in. And as I'm a guy that doesn't do that very often, it usually has at least some weight it carries with, with rivals guys. So hopefully that'll mean something when it comes down to it. But again, I've got to see the guy. We, we just, we don't know. And I'm anxious to see the body type as much as anything because he is a really interesting guy on tape where he's listed at like 260 pounds and you look at him and you're like, he's all arms and legs. Like I, I don't understand how he's that big. So I, I really want to, you know, kind of see him and see if he's unique, uh, is, excuse me, as unique as I think he is. You know, it's really kind of funny because I think during the middle of June, everybody was freaking out about like, I think they would just take commitments just to take them, just to have that sense of like, okay, everybody wants to jump onto this. But now that they've been on this run throughout the month of July, everybody looks up and now you start thinking like, oh, oh, he's in the top 10. Like, how good can this class be? Like, then you start talking about, well, when the rankings get redone in August or mid-August, like, these guys are going to make a jump. But I guess that's kind of my way of getting to the the, uh, the the question that I think a lot of people on the board have asked. Uh, I'm sure that you've answered it time and time again is, like, when do you think that they will look at re-ranking guys? It's it, mid-August. Is that kind of loosely what we're looking at? And then also, who are those guys that have really good uh, arguments or cases to be made as far as maybe a Jackson Arnold, obviously what he's done this summer, Derek LeBlanc and the example that you just laid out. It, it's just kind of funny. It's how like people just wanted immediate gratification commitments. And now it's like, well, wait a second. Could this be a top five class? Uh, you know, and, and it's one of those things where I, I know people sometimes get frustrated with rivals because I think 24 seven and on three, I, I, I'm torn because I like that they do, a lot more updates. There, there's a part of me that likes that, but I also think it tends to create a little bit of reactionary stuff where you get like, oh, this guy was great. We loved him. And then how are you going to like, well, have a guy jump for this, but not jump for this? You know what I yes. mean? Like, mm-hmm. how's yep. this camp more important than this camp? Exactly. Sorry, and I, I cut think, you off, but I know. No, no, no. Yep, no. You're, you're fine. I, I, I agree. And I, I think. Once, like, I like that Rivals does it kind of as periods close, like spring evaluation period closes. Okay, update. Because a bunch of people, including myself and others, um, they have, they've got a chance to send in information. You know, I send it in to Adam Gorney and Nick Harris and, you know, anybody that's pertinent to the, the player I'm talking about. I'm like, hey, this is what I saw. This would be my, you know, my thought on where he should be. This is where I would have him ranked. Um, and then, you know, and sometimes they're like, yeah, that's, we were making that move or, oh, okay, that's really different than what we saw. Let's talk about that. It, it could go a lot of different ways. And sometimes it amounts to nothing, but you just want to weigh in on what you, what you do have. Um, oh, and what Rivals is doing now is they're waiting for all this summer stuff to be done where, you know, you've got camps like Oklahoma's, which, like I said, it's unfortunate that we can't be there and be like, Hey, this guy was great. This guy was great. You know, like we can't really weigh in on that stuff. But there's still guys from the summer camp, you know, from the June camps that we that have. There's been no update, so we can go back and talk about, uh, you know, this guy was outstanding. This, you know, uh, Michael Van Buren is a great example of a guy that was like, wow, that that dude's really, really something. Um, and we can kind of, you know, give some input on that and where we think guys should be. So um, I, I 
part of to get back to the original thing, that's part of what I like about Rivals is it's a little more of a okay, we've summed this up. Like the the, the summer's done here's our next update, rather than, okay, well, he was great at the 7-on-7 seven seven in Vegas. Well, okay, now he wasn't as good here. Now, so you just got him yo-yoing all the time, jumping all over the place, rather than over the course of the summer, he was the best quarterback. Or over the course of the summer, he was, you know, he was the third best guy we saw in the three times we saw him. You know, whatever it may be. I just feel like it's a little more of a complete picture, and I know that forces people to be patient. Um, and I know that drives him crazy, but to, to wrap all of it up, the guys, I, I'm definitely going to put in my thoughts on, Hey, th- this guy probably needs to make a move or Caleb Hicks. And I don't ha- I haven't seen Caleb, but I, I just love his tape. I-, I think we've got him undervalued, uh, Keon Brown, who I have seen in person. I'm one of the few I think that has, and I'm going to, you know, he, he, he is a, 250 kid to me. What, what we saw in Norman, oh, yeah. even in the very yep. limited clips. That's one of the better receivers I've seen at OU in many summers. So, like, no problem. I, I've, I'm, I'm all in on him making a move. Jackson Arnold, I don't, I don't really have the case to make. Like, I wasn't at Elite 11, but dude took home the MVP. I don't think it's a real hard argument to make, um, for him making that five star move. And I, I think it will happen. Uh, you know, I know a lot of people read Adam Gorney and Nick Harris's Factor Fiction, I think earlier this week. And they were like, well, Gorney's argument's not very good. I, I think Gorney knew his argument wasn't very good. If, if I, you know, I know Adam, he's a smart guy. I think he knew that he didn't have a great leg to stand on. He let but, Ryan win, basically. Yeah, that, that was, win. that was kind of my feeling. And I, I will say I've done multiple of those fact or fiction things with rivals for years and they've never told me to argue aside, uh, as we talk about, you know, embrace debate early in the pod. I've never been told that. But that's what it felt like to me because it was like, yeah, he was really good at Elite 11, but the 7-on-7, seven seven, he kind of struggled. And Nick's like, we, we've seen lots of guys struggle in 7-on-7 seven and, seven and become, you know, elite quarterbacks. Um, so, like, you're like, ah, you know, what do I make of that? Is that a, is that a big – I'm trying to remember if Kyler Murray even took part in 7-on-7. Seven seven. Um, Probably so, did it because he was playing baseball most of the time. Yeah, right? I don't mm-hmm. think so. I definitely don't think so. And that's, you know, and that's been part of Jackson's deal. He's got baseball going on too. So, um, I, I think there are, there, there's just some interesting things to have to weigh out a little bit. And, um, but no, I, I like those three to make moves. I think some others could in time. Samuel Omasigo is another guy that I just want to see him in person. Once I've seen that, I have almost no doubt that I'm going to be like, we, we've got him entirely too low. Like, Guys that big and long and athletic, man, the, those dudes, those guys become players. And you never, and the thing is, I can't use the argument of, well, he's going to go play for Brent Venables and play linebacker. Like that should be the trump card, but you can't do that with rankings because they move him up and then all of a sudden, you know, whatever happens and he doesn't end up at Oklahoma. And they're like, well, we're dropping him because he didn't commit to Oklahoma. That, that sentence is not going to go over well with the school he ended up at. So you can't do it like that. But I, he's definitely a guy I think will make a move over the course of the year. Josh, I think we should hire a guy whose only job is to re-rank the top 100 every day. Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> Just find like, a reason every day. Did he use a blinker when he was turning into his high school? We drop him down. 
three spots. You could, you could, you know, you can wait, hold wait room videos. Sadly, in, there's yeah. probably a market for that. In, Instagram. They, right. There is probably a market. whether he would do a Zoom with you or not. <laughs> That's right. Drop. Well, and and a, 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 I mean, like even people that would say, "Well, you could do that." Did you see Lewis Carter throwing up four oh five, bro? Like, nope, Lewis Carter didn't become a better player because he can throw up 405. Like, that's not the way that works. But it, You're ruining <laughs> this for everybody. <laughs> no, I like I, I there is absolutely a huge excuse me, a huge amount of people that would love to do that or love to do it, love to read it, love for us to do something like that. But the the narratives, like the the reasonings behind it. Did you see him run the ladder drill? That was incredible. Like he didn't have a ball in his I hand, think you bro. would get like, people like yeah, you, you would get people submitting just workout videos for you. There you go. Wanted to move up, like hundred percent. But that wouldn't be hard work being done in the dark, then. Yeah, that'd be if they move up be, too high, they fall down on OU's list because they're doing <laughs> too much sucking up. What are you doing working out in the sunlight, man? <laughs> for shame. Yeah, they could. I mean, it, 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 there's all kinds of possibilities there. I can see Kyler Murray and like uh, Lee Morris just going out to watch a seven on seven and just being like, "We're too good for this," or just any of the Allen guys in general. Yeah. Just like, yeah, we're not doing this. Yeah, play we don't football. have to do this. We play for actually. I think Allen does have a pretty good team, balls. don't they? Think What's they that, Allen? Yeah, you mean in seven on stuff? Yes, I don't honestly know. Like, because I don't. Remember I guess this just shows you how like there. little I pay attention to the seven on oh, stuff. But absolutely uh-huh. the. It does seem like the really good, strong football programs, and maybe it's because they're just so good up front in the offensive and defensive line, but it doesn't seem like those teams ever are like the elite seven. The ones that are really good. Yeah, it's like the the seven on teams that are really, really good. It's like, okay, who the hell are they? They never make it past the first round of the playoffs. It. And that, that, is a, that is without any evidence. I have no idea. <laughs> oh, that, is a, I, that is a hypothetical out of thin air. But I'm going to believe that it. That is a there. first Absolutely. take take right there. 100%. Perfect example. Katie. You've just been Dosovich'd. They don't play Katie at all. doesn't even mess with it. No, I love Katie, that. Yeah, because Katie's like, we're going to line up kick you in the face. Like, they don't I mean, there's to, no way Alito plays seven on seven, right? No, I think, I'm pretty I, sure that they do. Wow. I think they do, and I think they're not half bad. Um... You know, God, a couple years ago, a guy like JoJo Earl playing seven on seven, he'd be just a nightmare. And that's not a bad Uh, thing. Like, I don't think that it's a bad thing. I'm not trying to say that seven on is because I do think there's a place for it. But this idea that it's like some kind of, I don't know, like coming of age sport in general. I don't know. I don't know if I could go there. Bob has left us. He's got to go meet Porter. So Uh, he he should probably be wearing better socks, uh, which... I, I would imagine now that we've got the cameras out, we're going to be able to show off, you know, I've got to stock up on my collection a little bit. You better do it, too. I'm going sports coat. Go to deadsoxy.com. Are you really going to dress up for this thing? Every time. Suit. Just to the no, nines? probably not. Uh, we get you. We do need we, a taut dress code. We can get you a, a, a suit sponsor. I don't know if I want. I don't wear enough suits, but... I wouldn't say no either. You do wear Dead Soxy though. Every day. Uh, D-E-A-D-S-O-X-Y. Every day. Got them on right now. Deadsoxy.com. Go check them out. Uh, they've got everything. And, and they've got the OU stuff, uh, the the Crimson uh, College uh, line that's out there. They got the Maker Bayfields. They got uh, the, the state stuff. They got the Oklahoma stuff. 
uh, just go check it out. It's really good stuff. DeadSocks.com. If you haven't checked this stuff out, you're really missing out because, I mean, it's fantastic socks. Uh, we told you the story last week about the producer for um, the uh, 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 Marty and uh, Marty McGee. Marty and McGee show is a big U40 fan. The uh, Michael from Dead Socks, he had told us that. But uh, lots of people starting to wear these things. They're famous people. So it's, the brand is growing. Uh, we were there kind of at the very beginning. And uh, we're proud to wear the socks. Uh, DeadSoxy.com, D-E-A-D-S-O-X-Y. The no-shows, the boardrooms, uh, the college colors. Uh, go check it all out. And use that promo code, uh, SCOOP, and uh, you'll get 30% off of your, uh, your next order. So uh, promo code SCOOP. I'm sorry, 25% off uh, your next order with the promo code SCOOP. That's DeadSoxy, D-E-A-D-S-O-X-Y.com. And as always, stay soxy. Is there anything that has come out of Big Ten Media Days that has caught your attention? I thought it was really funny that the... I will say yes. I, I thought it was really funny that the, like, all of a sudden, playoff expansion's like, well, now, wait a second. I Maybe we could revisit this 16-team thing, even though the Big Ten played a integral part in trying to burn it down the first time around. I, Although, I know it was ACC, wasn't it, that, like, was the main... The fact yeah, of it. they were yeah. the biggest problem is, is what I... It's just funny now that, like, Fox is, like... Back in the limelight, it's like, oh, okay, now we can revisit it if everybody wants to come play. Yeah. No, well, and I think the one thing I took that actually impressed me is uh, the Big Ten commissioner coming out and basically saying, um, I'm trying, that just flew out of my head. Uh, oh, basically admitting like college football, the business of college football. Has, has grown faster than the leadership or the governing of college football. Like someone finally acknowledging that that is an issue. And I, I mean, it's, 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 it's a bunch of programs running amok, whether that's what happened at Tennessee uh, with the, the violations or just <laughs> leaving, you know, whenever you want. Uh, Oklahoma, Texas breaking off, USC, UCLA, like, there's no one looking out for college football and what is good in college football. I mean, it's like all the coaches right now being confused about NIL, not knowing what's going on. The transfer portal stuff was just madness. Uh, they're trying to fix that now. But I, in my lifetime, I have never seen more, not really lawlessness, but just more do whatever the hell you want thinking going on in the sport. It's amazing that all of this is kind of the culmination of these grant of rights coming up and all these TV contracts coming up, isn't it? It's the like, business. It's, yeah, it's I mean, the business. It, it just it it happens to be that everything is coinciding all at once and everybody's trying to position themselves. And that coming from a guy who was getting death threats two years ago. Warren. Yeah. How much has his star changed? Like he his approval rating yeah. was shit two years ago, and now he's what the second most powerful man in college football probably at the moment. Not, the problem was never him; it was the presidents. Yeah. Oh sure. It Big Ten presidents, the guys that want, sit around and brag about their AAU status and their their research grants and all that stuff. That and all he's thinking about is athletics. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. I forgot who. Uh, gosh, I. Can't remember who tweeted it, but it was two. Uh, is it Jim Phillips, the ACC commissioner? Yeah. Yes. It, they had like his opening statement and uh, Kevin Warren's opening statement, and like just side by side. Mm -hmm. And it was wasn't wasn't it once believed that Jim Phillips was going to be the next Big Ten uh, commissioner, and then obviously he didn't get it. Kevin Warren gets it, but that they couldn't have been two more opposite 
statements as far as like, you know, Kevin Warren leaned more to the side of we realized that, you know, this is this is becoming a business. We need to we're going to still try to make money off of it. You know, he doesn't say that, but it's more of we're, we're, we're willing to work with the players. We're willing to work with the unionization. We're working to work with NIL stuff. And then the other side of it, it was Jim Phillips and is like, you know, it's still a student athlete model. It was more like the run of the mill. And it was just fascinating to see the two disparities between the two. They couldn't have been further from apart, but they also do the same exact job. Uh, well, and there's a reason one's dying and one's the richest sure. know, conference in the country. Sure. Like, I mean, it's just it. You, they've got to stop with this student. At, like, stop it. Stop. It's it's over. It's it's been. We've all known better for 15 years, but like now, it's not. I don't even know what the leg you stand on with that argument is. Like, what are we talking about it's, here? It's more okay now to probably say the the quiet part out loud than it ever has been before. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I mean, there like are said, positives. It's, it's a, the the whole student athlete is sure. amateur thing. It's over. Sure. Yep. Oh, I mean, I, they're I think not. That we see I mean, it every they're day. They're not amateurs. OU's punter got a car. Like, I mean, and, and everybody is completely okay with it because uh, again, there's nothing wrong with it. He it's just one of those things where going in and in in bargaining for the car, like. Are yeah. there like, uh, like how, edits how and stuff feel? in that? I I never watch them. I'll be honest. Yeah, I I mean, I thought, you know, you do kind of, when you're videotaping yourself going into a dealership saying, here, I have this many Instagram followers, and this is how many people on my YouTube channel, like, give me a car. Like, it doesn't exactly come off like, I don't know, it comes off that well. I mean, was it, but I have to think all that was set up, right? I don't think he just, like, surprised him, right? No, I mean, he obviously had a camera set up and, and was filming, but he was filming them talking and kind of negotiating the deal and all that yeah. stuff. Well, I'm sure that he can't. Because, I mean... It's like, this is my idea. I want to be able to execute it. It's, it, it you know, it's he, just on his YouTube channel. Sure, so He's just trying sure. to show people how he does stuff. Oh, yeah. But I, to me, like, and, and I, maybe this is what Carrie's getting at. To me, if you're going to go that angle, wouldn't you make it look like the dealer really wanted you? Not like I had to go in and sell myself? Yeah. Yeah, like wouldn't that make you look a little bigger? Like, and I'm not, you know, like cool man, got a car. Like you're you're doing better than me. That's fine. Um, I just to me, like if you were gonna plan it out that way, that's the way I would go at it. I think Turk just understands he's he's got to be the influencer. He's got to be the marketer, you know, marketing director. Mm -hmm. He's got to be the the editor. Whatever. I mean, like he. I I think what's cool about what he's doing is he's learning all these other different aspects of sure how to make money. Yeah. No doubt. It's like Eddie's oh. Eddie's like now very involved in like what we, how, how he's never asked me until the other day like how do we send out merch? Like and can you show me how to do it? Like Yeah. That's just a gateway of let's get this shit out. <laughs> no, it's the I'm getting ready to release my shit. So. Yeah, well, I need to, uh, I need to make sure yeah. this is Oh, this is this me, is my attention. There will be competition. Like uh we 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 are sold out of a lot of the unofficial 40 t-shirts we release but Eddie knows he's going to find out exactly how much of that we sold and then how much of his merch is. It's, he's going to make it a competition. Double it, folks. We're going to double just it. Just so he can say, We're I run double this it. place. We're going to double it. <laughs> double, maybe see, triple, maybe, quad, maybe uh, quadruple. I, I can't wait for, some, for people to see some of this stuff. Like, I, I am ready for it. Do we oh, have man. an ETA you'll, on you'll, that? You'll appreciate this job. Oh, I thought he was going to throw that baseball at me there for a second. Eddie has a very cool, like, I'm not into, like, memorabilia. But 
he got a baseball from batting practice when he was in Omaha. I stole it. Don't tell anybody. I think I should have that baseball for paying for you to go. That's why I left it here. It's the companies. Is it the companies? Yeah. It's just I can do it. it. It's, it's, you know how I long want it's been sports since? equipment around this place. I've got footballs. Yeah, bring the footballs up. I got, I've, I've got the Nike Vapor footballs. We get a little house. putting green up here in the uh, the back hallway or something. I told you guys I'd get an NBA it, Jam game up here. I think for it. You. Uh, I think it or that or a uh, pop shot. We need a pop shot. We could oh, fit a pop the pop shot. shot. Pop shot would be perfect. But they're so loud. We need. Yeah. They are so loud. I, I bet I could track down a Marucci bat for us. Maybe get something on yes. it. No, we do well, not use need people swinging bats batting practice involved. No, here. we don't need that in here. Oh, use a Mario, uh, <laughs> Marucci uh, school. I'm there. already uncomfortable with the baseball yeah. because there's so many TVs in here. We're not throwing it. We're just fondling it. No, like I, I would say like frame it, like put it up on a wall somewhere. Like, well, it's, it it's, like, it's a it's a beat up ball is what it is. It's a batting practice. Well, it's a batting practice. Yeah, yeah it's kind of soft. That's the perfect. Con- I mean, it looks like it's been used. But it was the first time I've had used. probably a baseball in my hand in 10 years. Maybe it was weird. You've been to Omaha. Have you guys put a glove on in a long time? I haven't no, worn a baseball glove. A baseball that, glove that's anymore. a weird sensation. I yeah, put I actually, one on not long ago. I put one on funky. not too long ago. I was in Omaha, actually. I'd go out and on. have a catch with somebody if they wanted to. One of your we'd have to break in the. Uh, we'd have to break in the glove. We could bring Traber in. He could, <laughs> that could be his first trip to uh, oh, Scoop headquarters. Come break in the commit. <laughs> I think I, I'm not for sure, but like I think they break in gloves differently now. Like I don't think the the uh, well shaving cream that, is a thing anymore. I think you still can though. Yeah, you still can. I mean, I I, I think it's like seen as probably like the old-fashioned way to do it but right. I, you definitely still can but now they have like when you get it at the store they take out this mallet and they have this thing they shape it on it's like a like a saddler's thing or something. i'm not gonna act like i've bought a bunch of gloves but i do think that like when you buy it now they have somebody there that's like do you want to pay extra and they yeah. will break it and in they for you shape it for yeah, you, you will, they it. will do it for you yeah it's kind of cool uh, guys i'm i'm going olds here F- that i'm not okay with that like you need to go home have some rubber bands, have a baseball, have the oil. Like, I mean, like you need to do that work yourself. Show the proper respect. I think, uh, I think I might put together a tutorial on how to uh, do the mouthpiece this year. Oh, to put it in the water? <laughs> yeah, that is one of my favorite. That was like one of my favorite things to do. Oh, I hated that. That's the that. only part so of football spongy. that I was actually like <laughs> kind of good at. I hated that. And how it like just kind of uh, stabilizes to your mouth. But I'm sure nowadays they do something completely different. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we yeah. like we were going when we were going to like the, remember when you go to like the army uh, game with the check in Josh and like the mouthpiece people would be there and I was like, yes. Wow, their entire company is devoted to just mouthpieces now. This is wild. That 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 always like army check in and and really at any of the big events it's. That's always weird. Like the, you know, the, the Gatorade people have their little booth that the guy's got to stop by and the, the Riddell people for the helmets, like they're doing their little, you know, show for the guys. And it's yeah. just, you're like, it's just so crazy. All this stuff that gets thrown at these kids. And they're like, man, I just came to go play a game. Like I just wanted to be on TV. Like and they, they've got to do three hours of like presentations before they can just get, they got to sign they're, they're, autographs until the yes. helmets fall off. By the time they get to the media, they're like, thank God, something I'm used to. At least I know how to talk to the media. I've done this. That's a good point. Like, maybe that's what media day should be now. It's just like kids get just, they go from like manufacturer to manufacturer that gives them free crap, and then they go and sign a bunch of autographs. 
that get sold for I them. mean, honestly, it's probably better than what we do already. Hey, you know what I was thinking of? Are they not doing... Is, is Meet the Sooners Day completely dead? I think so. Yeah. Is it just like that was a casualty of COVID? Yeah, I believe. As a kid, I, that was something yeah. that I like... That oh, was God, like I circled that on the day. calendar, look forward to yep. it. As soon Did as they announced ever it... Did lend you out to anybody? Uh, well, no, but I was trafficked as a child yes (laughs) no they that was something that like you got to go to jimmy's egg the morning of and then it was like a big deal yeah or after i I, guess because it was it started at like nine or ten didn't it oh yeah i remember my dad would take off from work so we could go that day and you know get autographed i've told jr before getting jr conrad's autograph is one of my all-time favorite things like i i thought jr conrad was like the greatest offensive lineman in the history of ou football like that that's just right in my age group where I was really into it. And uh, again, from an early age, I knew who I was. I knew what I was going to be. Like, I, I like offensive line play, and JR was good. So I, I like JR. The I first, think I, I, the think first I have a picture of him, and I have a picture of Gundy. I, had a, I mean, I have a, a you, bunch I've of pictures. Your picture I have of the Gundy. picture of Gundy, yeah. but uh, JR had like the big uh, cowboy collar, didn't he? Yep. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Those him, were the days. Uh, that had been around the Aubrey Beavers time. I remember. I think yeah. I remember meeting Aubrey Beavers and like and being really excited about that one too. He's always a guy I liked a lot. Um, See, I was just not an autograph guy. So the first time I went to a media day was as media, and it was like it was late in the John Blake era. But it was like Demond Parker. I remember showing up and Demond Parker was just swallowed up by media, like interviewing him. <laughs> and I was young, didn't know what I was doing, so I was like, I'm not going near that. <laughs> that scares me. Uh, huh? I don't even know. It's like me now. I'm like, like, hell with that. That's a lot of people. Well, it's like, as a catcher, you're trained to be scared of big groups of people because when you, <laughs> you don't know this, but I, every time, like, I, I watched Old Miss win the national championship, the catcher always ends up on the bottom, the catcher yeah. and the pitcher. And it's scary down there, dude. Like, you can't breathe. Like, you think you're going to, like, you're you're trying to get people off of you. I think that has like become like at my older age. It's like anytime that you see a, those dog piles, it's uh-huh. like somebody's getting hurt. Yeah, somebody's getting hurt. One hundred percent. You're right. The older you get, the more you look at like that. the more I wanted to be in it when I was younger. And nowadays right. it's like I wouldn't want to not be able to breathe for five All minutes I wanted to do growing up was being a dog pile. And then I think I was in a couple of them, but I got like one in high school. Like when we went to the, we won the regionals to go to state. You could have been in one for with uh, Duncan this past year when they won state championship. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. Something we never did. Well, no, congratulations just saying. to them. No, it was awesome. But you were saying they didn't deserve it because they didn't play a tough schedule? <laughs> okay, stop. No, I didn't say that at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I told that story about playing baseball in Ninica the other day. Ninica. So, I don't think I've been... I don't think Ninica even has a baseball field anymore. Because I went to Google Earth to look at old stadiums one time when I was bored. God honest truth, do they they still have a high school, don't they? Ninica? I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if that was They're one of those right schools that is like I didn't know if they had like combined or whatever with uh well, I mean they that could have co opt or whatever. Well like Amber Pocasset and Yeah. Uh what's it Jay and Grove are the same? Jet and Nash. Jet Nash. I think they That's do. A, Jet Nash is out there by Jay and Grove. Yeah. Up up in uh, like Kansas border, isn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's I had there. a coach that was from Jet Nash. Amber Pocasset, we played them a lot in baseball. It was always a run rule, easy victory. Anyway, um so yeah, I don't even know how we got down this train. 
that was a that was a deep rabbit hole. That was a very deep. That was rabbit. a deep rabbit hole. I think it was your merch release. Yeah. Oh somehow yeah. We got. I don't know. I. I I've just we been got saying some a couple weeks. Cooking. Couple yeah. weeks. Yeah. We've gotten pretty good at getting merch out now. Yeah. And and just doing it. No, I I think uh, I don't know. Like next week for one, and then you know middle of August for something else mm-hmm. that I'm really excited about. So. It uh, should be pretty good. And then before you know it, we're going to blink and it's going to be December and going to be talking about like why you should go to a college football playoff. <laughs> I mean, that's the way this always well, works. Well, I mean, though. look, this is this is an early season. It's OU traveling to Nebraska. That's that's the first thing and the only thing that most people should probably be concerned about. Like, can Brent Venables go to Nebraska and win? And, and oh, I'm, I, I I mean, he can. The, sure. They'll be favored, but... How they look in that game to me could be a springboard for a really good season. One hundred percent. I think that I'm almost just kind of excited to see. Like I want to, and I know this sounds bad. Like the connotation of it sounds bad, but I want to see what happens when they get hit in the mouth a couple times. Like, and I because I think that well, like kind of over the last QB five, Dylan Gabriel is in that situation. Sure, too. over the last five seasons though, just as a whole, when the program has been hit in the face, it seems like it absorbed it rather than like get up and kind of be pissed off about it. And I just from what I think the players want you to believe and how they talk during the spring and then talk during the summer with working out with Schmitty and things like that, I think that, you know, maybe there is a little bit of an identity change. But we're not going to know that until they kind of get into some oh shit when moments. It's fourth and one. I mean, right. near the goal line. Or what happens if uh, Dylan Gabriel goes out and turns the ball over twice in Lincoln in the yeah. first quarter? What happens? Those are the kind of the interesting things that I want to be able to see. Especially during the first part of the season. I just want to see a receiver get behind a defense again. Got to put Marvin Mims on the field. I think they're going to do that. I still remember watching that NFL combine and Michael Woods making some really crazy long catch and just thinking, God, it would have been nice to use him like that at OU. That's right. The whole thing was weird. I mean, I, I think that we knew it was weird at the time, obviously, but it's almost like it gets weirder the further away you get from it. Just I with just, how I, like I just I I still I, it was the most disappointing season in OU football history or of my lifetime at least I can't and they explain, won eleven games I mean we're sitting here who knows how many months I don't give a shit like it's been a while and we've gone through a spring practice but I I mean I'm not trying to implore people or telling you how to live your life but man the people that are still getting upset about like I see people going after Gabe Eichert and stuff because he still follows Lincoln Riley. I still follow Lincoln. Right? I would still you follow would still him, follow, but he blocked. He you. blocked me. Exactly correct. But I, I don't understand. Well, I do understand it, but the, there are people that are just as mad now as they were after it happened. And that's what I don't get. Like at some point you just have to move on a little bit. You don't have to completely forgive Lincoln Riley and say what he did doesn't still bother you, but to chase people down and you know, try and say whether they're a Lincoln Riley sympathizer or not. Like, it's just stupid. I mean, I jokingly said uh, Lincoln Riley built this place, and, like, I got a few people that are just, like, really pissed off at me for saying it. I, I feel like if you... And this kind of goes back to what we talked about last week, and it's been talked about on Twitter, you know, every day, it seems like. But when I talk about Lincoln Riley, I almost do it ironically. Like I don't think that like there's that anger there anymore. I still, that there used I still to be. try not to say the name because I know 
for like some I've, people they don't even want to hear it. Yeah, and that's even a little much. Like people are gonna have to just get over that at some point. <laughs> like you're happier now. Be happy. Well, hey, I mean they're need... happier now. Look, the support at the spring game shows that they can get over it and That's move right. on. Uh, they do need Brett Venables to be a successful head coach, though, to completely move oh, on. Oh, 100%. Because then you can say, well, we're better off. I mean, we've already determined that this was going to be a shit year with Lincoln. We didn't even mention Jaden Hazelwood left. Like, Yeah, I mean, it would have just been... I mean, it would have been it borderline been. disaster just as far as what... I don't know about expectations going into this year, but I definitely think that there would have just been so much fallout from the disappointment that was last season. Like uh, the Alamo Bowl is a perfect example. That was a celebration. That was a celebration of Bob. That was a celebration of like the passing of the torch. Can you imagine if OU would have gone down there with Lincoln Riley? It would have been miserable for every person involved. Yeah. And that would have led into a spring that was somewhat miserable. Who knows what they would have done in the transfer portal. But I think that there is like a sense of... It's been played perfectly since it happened. Yeah. And and that's why it's like that Other honeymoon period has been perfect. Maybe hiring a little sooner, but you know, that's fine. Sure. But I think even the hiring stuff, it ended up being okay. You got right. Todd Bates. You got Miguel Chavis. Yeah. So I, you know, I it, it's to the point now where, you know, we're what, eight days away from the start of uh, fall camp technically. And you just got to go kind of do it now like i'm there's not a whole lot more you can say about it i don't and, know about how and you and feel, here's the josh. thing i think josh i think the team is completely moved on like everybody that didn't like what happened is either left or embraced brent venables 100 this is all I, fan stuff to me 100 percent. i i i think and guys even if the, you talk about the guys who left how, how many seemed like they wanted to be part of what Lincoln Riley was doing. Two, three. I mean, well, like, and one of the like three Jayden we Hazel, could talk about spent last year talking shit about the old staff. Like his, he and his entire family didn't seem to like what was happening at OU, and then somehow inexplicably followed it to to Los Angeles. Oh, we were talking the about other that two, the other day with uh, Latrell McCutcheon. Yeah, the other two, Mario and Caleb. Okay, fine, they're on board. Everybody else, I don't think any, I mean, like Jaden Hazelwood, he was gone regardless of what happened. He, he was out the door. Like I, people, I, I, that, that was just coming. Marvin Mims was gonna leave. Like right, you think yeah. he's not happy about where things are? Like there, I, I mean, and I, guys, I don't know about you, but I've heard there was far more than that that were like, this is, this is all messed up. Like I, something's just terribly wrong. I do think that there's also this element that we just probably didn't realize at the time. And I know that we've talked about this, but just like with what Marvin Mem said during that breakout session down in Arlington about how COVID was so messed up for him his freshman year. Didn't get to spend time with around players. Like I think last year and the weirdness around that team and the weirdness around the way that the Riley thing ended for a lot of guys just kind of put a bad taste in their mouth. Like almost a taste of like, what am I doing? doing playing college football right now like this doesn't even feel like I'm a part of something and I think that Brent came in and from day one was like not only are you a part but you're going to help kind of almost reestablish rebuild re whatever refoundation this entire program and you know I, I think that there's a sense of belonging and a sense of wanting to be there that you either had to be in or out or you wouldn't have survived the Schmitty stuff I somebody mentioned it on the board the other day it's like you know now that the summer program's over 
I don't know. I guess in kind of a weird, awkward way, I'm a little bit surprised that nobody quit. I, yeah. I mean, is that a good thing for the program? Is like we've made it through a summer, uh, and you know, granted, we'll, we'll say it's the end of summer, so we, so I can say this, but they didn't have an arrest. They didn't have one single person get in trouble. And I was going back, and I'm pulling stuff off of uh, you know one of our servers right now for the video stuff, and I pulled up a 2012 Bob Stoops uh, Tulsa Caravan. First question out of the gates from uh, Chris Lincoln was talking about you know, suspending players and because they had gotten in trouble. I can't remember exactly who it was at the time, but like those Probably like Camille Jackson. Yeah. Like, it, but at, at the time, like you, you roll your eyes and it, you know, it is what it is, but I just feel like the program as a whole right now is in a much better spot. Does that mean that they're uh, not going to go through any adversity? I would hope not. They need to go through adversity at some point during the middle of the season or the beginning of the season, or even during this first month of preseason camp. But at the same time, I do think that it serves as a reason to be extremely optimistic. It's like, you know, why why are OU fans optimistic was asked out in the interwebs. What a dumb fucking question. What a stupid question that is. I just, yeah, like, it's pretty simple for me. I just think everyone that, I mean, everyone that looks at this from the outside. I can't wait to get mad and just throw this baseball through one of these walls one day. Uh, it won't always just be walls. I'm just sorry. Put that. Go ahead. Put that to. Uh, I just thought about that. Well, stop. Uh, no, I I think the one thing that we know that like the national people don't know is like they see the fans online and all the emotion stuff, and they think like this program is just in tatters. Sure. Whereas we've been out of practice, and in my opinion, as far as internally, what's happened. Is there a bunch of guys in that locker room right now that are like, holy shit, Brent Venables is really impressive as a person and mm -hmm. a coach. And these coaches, we've never been coached like this before. I just think, I think, I mean, I'll look forward like to talking ESPN to a player that and kind of asking this, that question. This past week, it's like, it's like people are almost like, oh my God, like they can do this. Maybe they're going to be okay. It, it's really just, it's, I don't know. The Again, I maybe I'm just... The what? The one about cereal? No, the one talking about, like, was it on ESPN.com? I think Dave, uh, I forgot who wrote it. Was it was about cereal. Wilson. Was it about cereal? Mm -hmm. Oh. Well, he I, has cereal in his office. Oh, yeah. I was like, <laughs> I, I had no idea what you're talking about. Uh, but it just, I don't know. It, the whole tone has just been like, I don't know why people are so surprised. It's kind of like what you're talking about on uh, Twitter, which... I think we're finally just accepting the fact that Twitter's not real. Like, there's nothing real about it. I've said Twitter. that forever. Right. Well, social media is not real. For sure. But at the same time, it's like you, you just keep going back to all these facts. And, Josh, you were trying to lay it out earlier this week. It's like over the better part of 75 years, OU football has been very, very competitive. Like, just because one guy, and I, I think that's kind of the, the, the tone that Bob took at the end of, uh, you know, December and then on into January or the beginning of November and uh, end of November, beginning of December when, you know, it was like the, the oh shit moment when Riley left. It was like, this thing's bigger than one person and it's going to continue to survive, uh, you know, for as long as the caretakers allow it to. Yeah, you know, and my thing, and I'll admit, 
when it happened and with the SEC move upcoming, there was the, in the back of my mind, I was like, this could be a problem. This really could like, and I'm not saying that I thought Oklahoma was going to become Nebraska or like, I, I didn't feel that sure. way, but man, when you talk to people and guys, we talked about this a little bit during camp, like Brent was just constantly late. Like he was constantly like, or, you know, or he'd be talking and it would be a, 10 minute conversation that turns into 30. Like you knew, and you know, watching him move from player to player that they were trying to evaluate and he was trying to get eyes on at camp, he was constantly, you could tell, like J.R. Sandlin's like trying to get him to the next thing, sure. like trying to keep him moving. And so what's really interesting is when you talk to people, I keep hearing about like the organization so different. Like we know where we're supposed to be, we know what we're doing, like everything is just clockwork. Like we're, we're doing this. And it's such a funny combination because I came out of camp and I was like, if there's anything that's going to go wrong here, it's, you know, like things feeling a little discombobulated. Like, because Brent, you know, and I, I think I'd read a quote from uh, Thad, maybe it was in Bob's story, where he was talking about how hard it is to keep Brent on time and to keep him, you know, kind of on assignment because. He does want to relate to people and talk to people and really make everybody feel like they're part of what's going on. And I was like, man, I don't know how that's going to work. But it's just interesting to talk to people where, I mean, you know, I know one of the conversations I had with a recruiting person was there, you know, these guys, and I'm talking almost staff wide, they're going over hundreds of recruits. Like I can remember a time when I would send, like I'd find a guy I liked in Florida or Alabama, and I might send it along to somebody and be like, "Hey, you know, take a look at this huddle tape, see what you think." And they'd be like, "Well, that that guy, you know, yeah, they're interested." And now the odds I find somebody that somebody on that staff isn't aware of, and they don't already have, you know, some sort of programmed information on, is almost nil. Like it's almost impossible. They are going over tons of stuff. And they're just an ever-growing list of, okay, evaluate, 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 just guys they are going over. And I think, like I said, it kind of put that concern I had in June to bed. And like I said, looking back in December, I wasn't sure where this was going to go. But, I mean, I, I don't know how you talk to people inside and don't feel really positive about the direction of things. No doubt. I, I, and I think that that's kind of where this point is. Like the next step is everything that is going to happen on the field. And obviously that's going to be how Brent Venables and this entire staff is judged. And I think this is going to be fun. I mean, I really do. I mean, it's, it's mm. going to be interesting seeing how Brent, like you said, how does Dylan Gabriel react to adversity? How does Brent react to adversity? I mean, I think I sure. know, but it's, it's going to be interesting watching it play out in front of us. I think it's also kind of just interesting. I mean, everybody's always talked that we talk about, you know, Brent, obviously, and his connection to the defense. We've talked about Jeff Levy and his connection to the offense and his relationship and marriage kind of with Dylan Gabriel. But at the same time, like defensively, with the questions that they have that will probably be answered here, you know, shortly over the first couple of months of the season and specifically at safety with what they want to be able to do. I like, you know, it's been bad when the bottom line is I just want to see these guys tackle. I Did want to see them it was fundamentally be sound in the game of football. Did you think it was kind of interesting that, uh, Agwebu was a Butkus Award Watch list person. Honestly, no, because I feel like a lot of that stuff is put together with lists of people, kind of how they do the preseason uh, polls and stuff, isn't it? Uh, I mean, I I know that 
you know, a lot of times, or is that just a sports information? Sports director? information will yeah. they'll you know a lot of those uh, people, the directors and things will call sports information people and say who should give we us a couple names. At? Yeah, sure. It, 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 so I do feel like the staff has said this is our guy. Sure, like, and you know, like there is just the depth at linebacker. I I have to think that just from a like numbers perspective. You can you could list off four or five guys right now. It's like I could see them making plays, and I I, I seriously include somebody like a TD Roof, who is just a football player. Like mm-hmm. they need more of those guys down there, if nothing else. Yeah. Well, that aren't walk-ons that are being coached poorly. Sure. Like, do we have to do we have to now take off the Brian Mead slander of the last few years? Just well, I mean, I I was never part of I was part of the anti. Brian Mead slander. I, me and Eric Bailey. Right. Yeah. But I no. I I don't think I slandered anyone. It just the slander was always there. I, I slandered. I definitely slandered. <laughs> and I I apologize to Brian. We will and strike his that from family. the record in case this is brought up in court. Yeah. There, there, there is. I no no reason to hide what it was. Like that that guy. Great. I'm sure. Great kid. You know, worked his butt off. Like all that stuff. Great. 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 Had no business on the field for Oklahoma. None. Not with that coaching and he was getting. I, I don't like, and to me, like, that's, that's another one of the interesting things. Like, people keep asking me, like, well, how many should OU sign in this class? There is a world where OU could sign 28, 29 quality players. Well, okay, what do they do then if they want to go into the portal? Okay, then you're, you're pushing over 30, which, you know, okay, they, they've removed the caps. But if you do that, Brent's going to have to be more cutthroat than Dabo ever talked about being at Clemson. They're going to have to let some people go that aren't going to help them. And I don't know if I see that. Like, I don't think that's what Brent's preaching. So that that's going to be really interesting to watch what that, how that kind of manifests itself and how they choose to handle, you know, the postseason, you know, exit interviews. What do you think the first thing that, like in season, and I guess we'll have an entire month to talk about this during August, but it's like, what's the first in season freak out amongst the fan base? Like allowing a touchdown on the opening drive. Don't be getting into Josh's 20. Fearless I, I think so. Yeah. Okay. You're, you're, okay. You're pissing in my Cheerios here. A okay. Bit, okay. Uh, well, hey, have but you no. ever tried them? <laughs> but Lucky I mean, y- you know what it is. In that UTEP or K-State game, there'll be some point in the game Ooh, where K-State. they give up a couple t- – uh, I'm sorry, K-State. Kent State. Sorry. Kent sorry. State was actually picked second in the MAC in their division. Yeah. Uh, and UTEP's clearly a good team. So, like, th- there are – there's going to be a moment when they give up a couple of touchdowns they shouldn't have, and it's like, crap, here it is. Like, we, we thought we'd, we got the defense going, and we just don't. So I thought that was the one thing that, you know, the biggest takeaway from Big 12 Media Days is Brent kind of tempering expectations a little bit. Like, I, not that I... Almost kind of like in a, like a, like a side matter almost. Like, uh-huh. not really like, hey, work with us, but it was more of like a, you know, there's a, there's a know, lot to work out yeah, here. Yeah, like, we know we're not where we're going to be. I mean, the whole talking about first getting, they weren't, sure. Clemson's defense wasn't Clemson's sure. defense when he first got But I, I would also argue, too, though, and I, I think Oklahoma fans, and even Brent would agree with you with, about this, it's like, you know, when the OU Nebraska thing is used as an example, it's like, Nebraska fired a guy that had gone nine and three. Like they're not firing anybody around here. It was somebody no, that yeah. left his family overnight because he'd been cheating on him. 
like a scumbag. But ne- that's neither here nor there. We're over it. In the middle of the So, got to step away for a second. I am booked on a local radio show to not invite any arguments amongst parties here. I'm not going to mention what radio show I'm going on, but uh, I forgot that that's I was all right. booked Are you here, going so. on a Billy Lucci radio show? That would be sweet. Yes. That's my good yes, friend, Barry. That's my good friend there, Billy Lucci. All right, well, I, I, we can get out of here. Um, we're and just Bob kinda... just tweets out that Porter Moser confirms the transfer waiver of Grant Sherfield. Look at that. Very nice. All Bob right, well, just killing it. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll end it on that. I think uh, we've got... No, that's fine. We've got plenty to yeah, get we're good. to. Uh, media Day coming up. So it should be a really good pod next week. Yeah, well, Media Day is coming up, I believe, on Tuesday. So. I believe so, yeah. And then we'll, uh, we'll roll into uh, Wednesday, and then football starts Thursday. All right. Uh, we appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, remember, uh, go check out our great sponsors, Dead Soxy. Go to DeadSoxy and PrimeShrimp.com. Uh, also, I am restocking SoonerScoopStore.com right now. Uh, man, you guys are awesome. Uh, just the biggest week we've ever had last week with sales. I know Eddie's, Eddie's over there saying, wait till mine comes out. I'm going to crush it. Um, Literally. But... Uh, no, go. We've still got Same some team. sizes. Uh, we'll have in more, you know, larger sizes this time because that's apparent that we have. I mean, I can say I'm a biggin. We have some biggins out there that uh, like the stuff. So we'll restock everything. We'll restock the hats. The black trucker hats and red trucker hats are out. Eddie, the trucker hats are out. It's no comment. It's just shocking. That big city life ain't treating you so well in the merch. Store. Hey, everybody is equal. You know, we did, we did, everybody we did is see uh, Jason Kersey yesterday. He dropped by the office. That was good to he see did. him. He's I wonder how his test went today. Hat. Yeah, we'll have to hit him up. I guess he won't know until he gets it back. So they don't just put the scantron through and uh, it's in essays law school. and stuff. So, yeah, huh. it's kind of hard to do it that way. Uh, no, but it was good seeing him uh, in his new life as a uh, lawyer in training. So but no, uh, SoonerScoopStore.com. Go check it out. Uh, and I said, like I said, we'll be restocking those and keep an eye out for the Eddie Radosevich collection coming soon. Uh, so thank you to Josh. Thank you to Eddie. Thank you to Bob. Uh, Ryan is in the other room. I'm interested to go talk to him about how this all worked out on video, even though we'll be on YouTube soon. We're not going to be there yet. We're still, we're n- like getting a, to the point where we're like testing dress, things. Dress, 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 dress rehearsal. Yeah, we. We've got much, we got a little bit more to work on, but we're getting really close. So That's right. All that stuff is going to happen soon. Uh, so thank you for listening. We'll be back again next week with another edition of the Unofficial 40 Podcast from Soonerscoop.com.